You're listening to Joe List's Mindful Metal Jacket on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the other things that aren't those. All the other mm, things felt wrong. Well, whatever. I'm sure that covered everybody. Let's be honest. Everyone listening is a lady or a gentleman or a boy or a girl, probably, right? Maybe non-binary, fluid. Uh, speaking of fluids, I just shit my pants. Welcome to Joe Lith's Mindful Metal Jacket Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. And uh, thanks for all the kind words. This is um, week one of the show. Uh, today's uh, guest is my friend Steve Rogers, who's a wonderful uh, comedian. I'll get back to him in a moment. But um, so much uh, love pouring in from the first four episodes. Thank you for downloading. Thanks for listening. And thanks for the reviews. It's got a bunch of five-star reviews, and they're touching. And only a couple people emailed me to tell me that they hate it. So um, here's, a, here's a hot tip for you out there. If you're a consumer of the arts and the farts, um, if you see something or watch something or listen to something that you don't enjoy... Just no longer enjoy it or even tell your friends. Be like, hey, don't, don't watch that. It stinks. Or maybe even say, watch it, listen to it. I didn't like it, but I'm curious to hear what you think. Maybe that might be the best. But you don't have to reach out to the artist to tell them you think they suck. It's unpleasant. It's an unpleasant experience. So uh, don't do that. It bums me out. But for everyone that writes, it's great, and I love it. I appreciate it. I'm grateful. Uh, but maybe I should be more open to cri criticism. I feel like I'm open to constructive criticism, but um, I am closed to people saying, that eh, sucks, so the name sucks. I like the name. I like the show. I'm proud of it. And uh, a lot of people uh, have enjoyed it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. And it sounds like it was helpful to people. So I hope it continues to do that and to be that. And uh, the best thing you can do for me and the show is to tell some friends that it's great or it's enjoyable or that you liked it. And uh, even if you don't like it, I understand people are going to like it. I'm not for everybody. Uh, I expect people to think I suck. Just don't fucking message me to tell me. Anyways, um, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting uh, myself and the show. And uh, if you'd like to go see me do stand-up comedy this weekend... Uh, starting tonight, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm at Omaha Funny Bone. That's um, February 6, 7, and 8. And then I'll be at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, February 27, 28, and 29, and Hyenas in Plano, Texas on March 5th, 6th, and 7th. And if you'd like something a little spicier and funnier and wackier and just insane, uh, you can check out uh, Tuesdays with Stories with myself and Mark Norman. And um, I think a lot of you listening to this uh, came here from that show. So continue to listen to that. And uh, that one's not for the faint of heart. If you came here for anxiety advice and you're a nervous Nelly and you want to hear people talk about anxiety, but you're not into uh, irreverent humor and semen jokes, do not listen to Tuesdays with Stories, but continue to listen to this show. How about that? Um, anyways, today's guest is my friend, uh, Steve Rogers, who's a wonderful comedian that I love as a comic and I love as a person. And uh, I first met him at the Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo. He emceed when I recorded my album called Are You Mad at Me, which is an album you should 
check out uh, a lot of anxiety material on there. And uh, Steve's dumb voice is on there, I think, at the beginning. Actually, he messes up the intro now that I'm remembering. I can't remember what he says. He says, give up a clap for Joe or something, something, something dumb. He's dumb, but um, he's sweet as pie and he's a little anxious fella. And we had a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. We got into our upbringing and parenting and we really went deep. I felt like a little therapist. I was like a mini Alan. Alan is my therapist who's referenced probably in every single episode and almost every thought I have. So um, enjoy the show. Uh, check out Steve. He's done the late show with Stephen Colbert. And uh, he's a really terrific comedian. And he has a podcast of his own called Panic Attacking, which is uh, of a similar ilk, I would say. I have to be perfectly honest. I have not listened to his podcast. I don't really listen to podcasts, which is silly because they're a huge part of my life. I listen to um, WTF with Marin a little bit. I'm about nine years late to that podcast. But uh, I enjoy that. And it certainly was an inspiration for this podcast. And uh, I'll have to listen to a few Rogans. Occasionally, I'll listen to my own podcast for quality control and for a laugh. I find us funny, frankly. Tuesdays with stories, I mean. And I listen to this show just to hear what you guys are hearing. And I actually enjoyed it. And I found it helpful. The episode with Renan, I really found helpful at a time that I was very anxious, which is most of the time. So uh, I should wrap up this dumb long intro, but... Um, I'm anxious all the time, but you guys have helped me by messaging and saying you enjoyed the show, which I have to connect to more. Um, I get one negative one. I let that connect. I'm like, I suck and, uh, people hate me, but I don't do that with the, uh, the kind ones and the thoughtful ones. So I have to do that more. I realize my number one problem is my connection to things. Um, I need to connect to the fact that I'm doing well and my wife loves me and, um, I love her and I have a nice apartment and uh, my career is going pretty well and some of you uh, enjoy me. So thank you for enjoying me. Uh, I enjoy you. I appreciate you. And um, here comes Steve Rogers. But first, here is a little love. Yesterday I went um, out to uh, run lines with my friend Isabel Hagen. She wrote a uh, web series and I'm doing a part in it. And we went out for uh, coffee and to run lines and we got tea, frankly. I say coffee because it sounds better. Tea sounds so stupid and dainty. Um, but we got tea. And it was one of those ones with a little quote on the bag. The tea bag has a tag. Tea bag tag. And it was uh, from Henry David Thoreau, who I love. I love that guy. And uh, the quote of the week is, Live in each season as it passes. Breathe the air, drink the drink, and taste the fruit. That's from old HDT. I like his quote, fortunately they can't chop down the clouds. Hey folks, boy would he shit if he saw what America looks like now. But anyways, uh, live as the season passes, whatever that means. Enjoy it, enjoy it. Uh, Let your senses really go at it. Uh, Hopefully you can see and hear and smell and taste and the other one, touch. And um, enjoy yourself out there, folks. We're live and we're okay in this moment. And you're listening to a podcast. I mean, how bad could it be if you're listening to a podcast? Enjoy the show and uh, keep an open mind and uh, take care of each other. Here comes my friend, Steve Rogers. Thanks. Hello. It's, we're rolling. Hey. We're rolling. I, I, I'm hoping nothing's changed. Every, <laughs> every show... Every single episode starts with me being like, I hope this works. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
This is it? We started? Yeah, we started. <laughs> wow. No good? <laughs> no, it's fine. What do you want to do? Do you want to no, fucking make out a little bit? <laughs> what should we do? Are you no, okay? No, this is perfect. I'm, I'm great. All right, I'm going to record on my phone so I have a backup. The oh, people know how idea. it goes. I'm here with Steve Rogers. Hi, everybody. I'll give a, I'll give a big intro in the beginning. I'm going to do it like where they do an intro in the beginning. Ooh, where I'm like, this yeah. was a Sunday night. We didn't yeah. even know what was going on. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we fucking started kissing. We just decided to record. <laughs> Um, you put your tea right next to mine. I'm yeah, green. Your stripes. Mine's yes. striped. Uh, well, good to be here. I mean, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I still don't know what the show is yet. Okay. Every episode starts the same way. Right. I go, I hope this is recording. I'll record a backup. And I don't know what the show is. But... You're a you're a guy that's here. I, I'm a guy that's here. We were talking right before we got in here. Now you have a girlfriend. I do, but th- I don't know when this is coming out, so she might have left you by now. Right, right. That's I mean, that's uh, incoming. Um, I hope you're incoming. <laughs> well, that might be why she's leaving or coming in. <laughs> um, so you have a girlfriend. So we were talking like, wh- first of all, we're at my house. We record this at my house. Yes. We went and got a nice coffee. What do you got? A coffee? Or I a got tea? a tea. You got a tea also. Yeah. You always Green drink tea. tea? Uh, I got sick not that long ago, and and it made me stop drinking coffee, and now I'm just drinking the tea. Where'd you get the shits? What kind of sick that you were like? I got to quit coffee. You I got a cold, that, and you stopped drinking cold, coffee. And it was like I don't want to. It's like none of this is going to be good caffeinated, like mm. as much as coffee does. But I like I want a hot liquid. <laughs> well, incoming, folks. and uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you got that right. You want a hot liquid yeah, on your back? And, so I googled like things to have when you're sick, and tea was on it. Oh wow! So, so I, that was that was it. Yeah. I was just wondering if I was a big influence on you because we're always together. I'm always drinking tea. I thought you maybe are you're always like, drinking tea. So I, I'm more influenced to have green tea when I'm around you. Thank you. Yeah, that's all I wanted. I just want to know that I've made a difference in your life. Yeah, I, every time you're around, I want you to like me, so I have what you have. Well, that's not good. Uh, this is what you don't understand. You never. I feel like you have this problem. A lot of us have this problem. Yeah. You don't understand that we're friends. I know. I'll say this, this to you as we part. You're this, like, okay, thanks. But what? I'm like, we're friends. Yes. You're my friend. Caitlin yelled at me last time we hung out. You and I. Yeah. And Sarah, we we had an awesome double date. Yes. And and I go, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, that's when I yelled at you. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then she yelled at me the whole walk back to our hotel. What did she, what did she say? She's What'd like, she say? you're friends. Like, it was basically the same thing that you said to me. Yeah, it's bizarre. I remember uh, that. It was right in front of the hotel in Burlington. By the way, double date. I mean, come on. We, we, were... we went to the movies and then had breakfast the next day. That's true. That's Sarah, pretty... Sarah has an idea for, like, a, a double dating app where you, like, swipe left <laughs> on a couple, you know? It's pretty funny, I right? I think there's one for threesomes, but not oh, is there? double dates. All right, well, we won't invite you. That'll, <laughs> that'll make that work. Um, but yeah, we yeah we hung out. We went to the movies, which was great. Yeah, and then we so uh, had a nice breakfast, and it was delightful. But that, yeah, you always do that. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Like you're a couple of fucking losers. I, well, I think I am. Well, you are, but I like <laughs> losers. We're losers together. We're buddies. That's right. Buddies for life, I say. That's what I think. Um, <laughs> Caddyshack. Um, but anyway, so we came to my house and we just got coffee. We walk in the apartment and it always feels like when you walk in the apartment with someone, like a, a friend, you yes. always feel like you're about to hook up. Yes. I'm like, this is the place. Come on in. Especially you when quiet. you have to be quiet. Yeah. Cause our neighbor has a baby, so I don't want to be too noisy. Right. So we sneak in here and then I was saying, 
I'm grateful to be married. You're married-ish. You got a girlfriend. Yeah. You're probably going to get married, right? Maybe. You hope. I, yeah, one I mean, day. she might shit-can you, though, because yeah. you keep saying thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> I, I, every every night, I thank her before we go to sleep. Oh, really? I thank my wife thanks after sex. Me. After sex, I'll be like, thanks. I really yeah. enjoyed that. And I think it's not a turn-on. No, no way. But I'm grateful. But you're already done, so you don't have to worry about turning her on. That's a good point. But you got to turn her on the next time, which is hopefully 30 well, minutes later. just don't later. thank her in the beginning, and then you... Well, in the beginning, I say please. I say please, and then thank you. But I'm grateful to have a wife because take my dick, please. I just don't. I just don't have the. Um, that's really funny. I just don't have the stomach to hook up. That feeling of like we walk in, and I know we're not gonna fuck probably, but we walk in, and I'm like, all right, this is the this is the this is the living room, and do right. you want to see the bedroom or yeah. like because I don't drink, and that's what yeah. I had a hard time with Sarah when we started. Dating, it was so hard to make a move. Oh, you were both because, sober because well, no, I wasn't sober. Oh, but she was sober. So even if she's sober, it's hard because yeah. you know that like she's stone cold sober, and I was drinking at the time, but not when we were hanging out. That of course, much. yeah. Um, but it was weird. I always joke around like we went back to my her house and we she was like I have Nirvana unplugged on DVD and we watched the entire concert and the credits before I tried to make a move we're literally like laying in bed watching Nirvana and she's like what the fuck is this guy gay or what's his deal and finally like the whole thing went and I said all apologies and uh, thank you it smelled like teen spirit I'm just doing bits now but anyways you're happy you're happy to be in a relationship you're, you're a I relationship like, guy I am because you were in a long term relationship right before this yes I was does Caitlin know that is it weird no it's not weird um yeah so I yeah I guess I I didn't think I'd be one and then I definitely am yeah you definitely are oh no I have one battery thing Shit. oh no what do I do for that I think you charge. Can you charge it while we're recording? No, I think I could pause it and put batteries in, but I might lose it if I take it out. But I think it might last an hour. Oh boy, I got a backup too. Yeah, this is fun because it's about anxiety and stuff. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm. I'm anxious like, too. I, I want to keep the take my dick please line. Well, yeah, we won't. <laughs> we won't get rid of this. Oh, so what yeah. do you do? I mean, it's got one battery left. I think it blinks before it goes dead. Do you have Does one of it these? Beep? It doesn't beep. <laughs> it's fucking, got the beeps and the creeps The meeps and the sweeps <laughs> I have a backup going but The backup's gonna sound like shit But yeah. I think the one bar That should last an hour Alright well I, Yeah Cause I, the, the, when three bars It lasted an hour Well of course <laughs> But it didn't go to two bars Is what I'm saying oh, So that first bar Yeah so we should be fine So the third bar should last well, But we, I don't know how long The third bar has been there for Uh well Fuck uh, me <laughs> I knew you wanted to hook up. Now, who do you think is more anxious, you or me? Um, it's not a competition, but come on. I I would say, I'd say you. Thank you. Yeah, that's all I wanted. All right, we can end it. I just <laughs> wanted uh, to beat you, but you're a fucking nut. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mine's social. I don't have. You have a lot of. I mean, to be fair, good reason. Med- medical stress. Yeah. Well, you're saying good reason, but. I don't have cancer. No, but I don't every, have fucking. I mean the ref, I mean reflux and and when I met you, t- teeth problems. Yeah, I still have the teeth problem. I'm having a root canal like two days from oh now. Oh my god. Yeah, I need I need like two more. Uh, what I did is I made a mistake. I didn't go to a dentist for ten years. I drank four cokes a day, and I think that might have been a an error in my ways. <laughs> yeah. But you're saying you're like with good reason, but I'm like I think a lot of people have reflux. They don't even mention it or try to do anything at all. They just have reflux their whole lives. That's true. Where I'm like calling everybody and 
you know, bringing in the Coast Guard. Right. And uh, whatever. I ask people looking at photos. I got people looking at my, my throat and shit. Literally, I'm at yeah. like Skankfest with a yeah. flashlight in my mouth showing Josh Adam Myers my throat and asking to look at his throat. Right. I mean, that's abnormal. That is. That's not like a normal, like, well, he's got reflux. Of course, he's going to make people look in his throat. <laughs> but what's interesting about you is you're anxious and you're nervous and you're, you yeah. know, dumb. But yeah. <laughs> what's weird is you're a, you're like a fun-loving guy. Yeah. And I'm a fun-loving guy, but I'm, I'm a freaking out. You're just laughing and smiling. You're such a sweet, right. adorable little boy. Well, I want everyone to feel comfortable because I don't. Ah. That's, that's that's wisdom. Oh, for is sure. Is that what I have, you think? I think you try to make me comfortable. So yeah, I think it's the same thing. I have that all the time. I'm always worried about people. I worry I mean I feel like it's oh, maybe one of the few worries you can have where people don't want you to get rid of it. If I'm always worried about other people's comfort and trying to make them feel good, they don't see it as anxiety. They see it as me someone me as being polite or being caring sometimes but they can also find it annoying well that's you true you can people go are like leave far. me alone right i'm a right. fucking adult you fucking idiot that's true well yeah you can't be uh is it patronizing or uh, condescending uh, um, uh yeah i think spackling i think um <laughs> patronizing too much you can be right. too much overbearing yeah. Overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. So and sometimes I have that too. And I think my therapist, I talk about this too. He's like, he always tells me, he's like, where is your um, uh, expectation? Where is their responsibility? Because I'm always, I'm sitting there and I'm like, God, I know that guy. I'll throw these parties in Central Park. And I'm like, shit, that guy hates that guy. Ah. I got to separate them. Or right, right. we shouldn't play this game because I know that guy hates this game. And then my therapist is like, you got to stop doing that. Where is their responsibility? Right. They can learn to like the game. Yes. Or they can leave. Yes. Or they can say, hey, I don't want to play this. Let's not play this. Yes. But instead, I'm freaking out. I've, I've ruined full parties and hangs and experiences right. just because I'm like, God, I know that guy hates baseball, and now we're at this baseball game. And right. Or I'm playing... apologizing for the game. I'm like, I'm sorry. Usually there's home runs. <laughs> right, right. You're playing all the parts instead of just your own. Yes. Well, you're good. I mean, you've been going to therapy. Oh, yeah. It sounds like you have you wisdom. Is, you did inspire me to go to therapy. It's like people, like friends that I, like I find us very similar with anxiety and, and a lot of other areas. So I'm like, well, Joe goes and you are like, there's this, you know, people have their stigmas with it, but I didn't see any with you. So I'm like, there's people that are confident with it. So oh. I, well, that I, makes me feel good. Yeah. So I, I go and m my therapist recently told me it's like the, similar on the, on the other worrying about other people. I'll apologize to someone, but then keep apologizing because I want them to know how sincere my apology is. Right. But she's like, you're actually taking it away with each additional apology. Right. Interesting. You're making it less sincere. Yeah. She's like, just make that first one clear and you've done your job. Right. You've done it. Interesting. That makes me feel good that uh, you're drinking tea and going to therapy. Yeah. Um, I just got to get funny. and <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I've been trying to inspire you to be funny, but it doesn't seem to take. Um, and then also, well, I don't know where to uh, even uh, start because this is an interesting nugget. But you never went to therapy before? Did you go as a kid? No. Interesting. Not until I moved here. Wow. Fucking yeah. New York broke you. I, I don't know if it did or if I found all my, the people that were like like me that were doing it and not afraid to do it. Right. Um, I don't think I, 
I mean, maybe it did break me. I have no idea. No, but, you seem you seem pretty good. But yeah, you, you saw the people doing it and having success, and you're like, maybe I'll try that also. Yeah, but then again, looking at it, I never talk about anything that happened before New York. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, really? Doesn't she yeah. make you go back to your childhood, though? I mean, the, the biggest thing with me is, like, I haven't had great parents. The only thing is my mom is sick. Yes, so, we talked about this. Can we talk about this a this little bit? Because this is yeah. very interesting. Because we talked about this in Syracuse. I feel like we were having breakthroughs because I was yes. having a breakdown per it, usual. Yeah. That was early on in my <laughs> diet. Actually, it wasn't even early on. It was like six months in. <laughs> but I was losing my mind. We yeah. kept getting cookies, which was dumb. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Those are so good, though. That is what Wegmans cookies. They opened in Brooklyn. Oh, really? We should go to uh, Brooklyn go. right now just to get some tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, my dumb doctor was like, you can have a cookie. And then we went to Wegmans. I had about 12 supersized fucking <laughs> chocolate chip so cookies. Good. They're ridiculously good. Um, but yeah, we talked about this and we kind of had a breakthrough. You had a breakthrough-ish thing. And we have a similar thing where your mother felt it was so strong. She has MS, is it? Yes. Yeah. With multiple sclerosis. Yeah. Yeah. And But she's okay how does that work what is it so she, she has, walks she walks with a cane but she seems quite she's doing pretty good and yeah. she's had it since she was diagnosed while she was pregnant with me oh, but wow. they didn't tell her until after the birth so it didn't her stress didn't affect the child oh weird uh i say that like it was a different kid. right god um, how ugly would he have been if she had they had told her um, <laughs> So I'm just going to periodically check. I'm no, listening. I'm just periodically checking listening. to make sure it's not blinking. Because if it starts to blink, I'll hit stop. Okay. Then we'll get, that'll be part Man, one. I we'll hope, do a part two. I hope we get, they get this because this is good. I like this. this I know. Well, you can't just say it's good in the middle of it. We have to cut this out. Oh, yet. all right. I can I'm sorry. But with the one thing, if it blinks, I'll stop it. We'll get part yeah. two going. But, uh, so she has MS. Yeah. And, uh, there's three kinds and, uh, there's relapsing, remitting, and unfortunately, I don't remember the other two kinds because she has uh, relapsing remitting, which is the least effective oh. form. So like the least, the, be the best. The best case scenario when I you have it. I think it's executive, judicial, and legislative, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> um, so she's got the, the, the easiest. Yes. To use a horrible word to explain. Oh, no, yeah, unfortunately. And then... If that was from actually, I, I misspoke, but that was for most of my life. If she had that, and then maybe a few years ago, she went to the second stage, but she still is doing pretty well. Yeah, she comes to the shows. Yeah, and she laughs. She's still walking, she's which is great. So a lot of people are like with this condition, they're like in wheelchairs, wheelchairs now yeah. and stuff, like the electric fucking yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. And well, is that is it uh, degenerative? Is that the word? Does it get worse or something? It it can. I know for men, it's it's faster. Um, so thank God it, she's a woman. Uh, we're, we're, we're faster. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she is in her mid sixties and she's still, I mean, she's had it for 27 years and she's still walking. So. Right. And it was interesting. So that affected you how? Uh, always worried about her being okay. Right. Always worried about it. Don't want to be a burden. Don't want to complain. Right. That was what I thought was interesting because I have a similar thing with my mother who's not sick. I mean, she's got like OCD or whatever, but right. um, she's like has that th this pride of like never complaining. Yeah. So then you think, well, I shouldn't complain because right. I have everything great. Right. And sometimes when you have like anxiety or depression or mental illness or whatever it is you're dealing with and you think, but I have such a great life. Yeah. It makes you think you're crazy and unworthy of 
your anxiety and stress. Yes, yes. That's what I have all the time. I, I have it a lot and I'm, I'm working on it, but it's like I was taught from my therapist, there's no hierarchy of complaints hmm. is something that I try to tell myself. What's so, that mean? Like no complaint is better than another. So her complaining about her MS is her highest complaint. But, like, I am not experiencing that. Right. So it's all relative. Right, right. I feel that way sometimes, too. I, I deal with this with hypochondria or OCD, whatever, however you want to, I mean, basically severe anxiety. But where I'm, like, having, people are like, it's just reflux mm. or whatever. But I'm like, but to me, yes. I'm dying. Right. So people have trouble, don't yeah. understand it, where you're yeah. like, so you have a cavity? I don't, yeah. like, get it. But, like... It should get through to me that it's like, oh, it's a toothache or it's uh, whatever the fuck I was just talking about. Reflux, Reflux yeah. or a pain in my hip or whatever the bullshit. Yeah. A headache. But to me, I'm like, I know, but I'm experiencing it as like, I have, this is worse than fucking MS. Right. To me, right. in this moment. Yeah, because to you, MS is nothing. You've never experienced it. Right. So like, <laughs> it's, which is weird to say it that way, but. We haven't, if we haven't experienced it, it is nothing to us physically or mentally. Right. But I, but you, that's not to say you don't have empathy for your I, mother. Well, I'm constantly worried about her. I'm constantly checking in and, and making sure that I know everything. And yeah, right. I'm constantly, obviously I have empathy for, for that. Yeah. And then it feels like somehow by you having the massive amount of knowledge and being worried about it, it somehow protects her and you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel that way. I feel like I'm unprotected in the world, but one way to protect myself is to worry about everything happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have this thing where I'm like, you see these, these news stories where someone's like, I never thought this could have happened to me. So I'm like, but that's why it happened. So that's why I thought, like if anything happened to me, I'd be like, I always thought this could happen to me. Right. This is all I ever thought that's, about. That's what I always thought about paranoia is we just want to be right. Right. It's I don't I mean like that sounds like a like a joke but it's like if if we th worry about every scenario we're prepared for all of it right basically See, what you said but I have this thing where Sarah will interpret it as she's like why do you want this to be true why do you want to be dying mm. and I'm like I don't I right. want the opposite I just yeah. think that I am yeah I don't want to have fucking throat cancer right I'm just afraid that I do yeah. But she's like, you're always coming up with something to be worried about. And I'm like, well, that's like the illness, which I had to say to her. I'm like, you have to try to start. I'm like, I'm a pain in the ass. I acknowledge it. It's brutal. Yeah. But I'm like, you got to start responding as though it's the anxiety. Just forget what I'm saying about mm. my my tooth or my appendix or whatever the fuck. Just be like, oh, you're freaking out. You're having anxiety. Yeah. Or mental whatever. Sometimes that does work where people go, yeah, it's just anxiety. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. But it depends on who the person is because it has to be someone that can get through to you. It has to be someone that's also has anxiety yeah. or a therapist. A therapist or for me, I mean, Caitlin has it a little bit, but she can do it easily to just pull it apart and show you. Because well, it's different. It depends on who, what the relationship is. Because certain people in my life have been like... You're just anxiety. Just quit worrying. I'm like, you don't get it, you yeah. fuck. Because they don't have anxiety. If they're right. someone where I feel like if you're freaking out, I can be like, dude, you're just freaking out. You have anxiety. Yes. And you're like, oh, yes. yeah, you have this, so you get it. Right. It, it makes more sense. But some people, it just sounds if, Yeah, if they've never experienced it, they, uh, they don't understand. And 
Like I've had people go, I don't understand why you're still talking about this. Yes. And I'm like, well, then you don't, un- <laughs> then this is pointless. Yeah. Cause I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. why I have a problem where I'm like, I can't not say all the things that I'm thinking. Right. Right. So it's just like, it just comes. Yeah. Comes out. I think so. A lot of people that's draining to them. For sure. My wife being yeah. one of them, namely. But like I've had it where you've done it with me and I and it's not. Well, you're very you're a very sweet boy. Not that my wife isn't, but we also <laughs> spend a lot less time together. Well, that's true. Um but... <laughs> So yeah, what what is that, do you think? But maybe you're used to that because I'm like your mother, maybe. But she never complained. No, I think I don't know. I think it's because I can identify I identify with I've had those moments. And I've wanted someone. I guess I'm I'm who I want the person to be when it's my turn. Aha! Uh-huh. That's that something. Yeah. Because I feel that way too. I, I tried to write a joke about this. I always feel like I'm amazing dealing with people that are dealing with it because I've been in that position, and it's so easy for me. By amazing, I mean like it's so easy for me to see what's happening. Yeah. Whereas with myself, I cannot identify it with myself. Right. I'm getting better at that now. Yeah. And like the distance between like freaking out and then being like, oh, wait, I see what's happening is getting shorter. That's with great. Time. But I had always I've had that. I had a random woman that was having a panic attack one time, like at the mall or at a show. Oh, my God. And I was like an EMT. I was like, everybody clear out. I know what to do. Oh, wow. And I was like, hey, I was like, what? What? First of all, what color are your shoes? And then you mm. kind of settle them down, like let them answer a question. Be like, I have the same thing. Right. You're not going to die. Right. Find your breath. You're right. just breathing. Just breathe normal. Just be aware of it. And then like, where do you live? And then just start kind of talking Man. and be like, I understand what you're going through. It's just an anxiety attack. Just let it happen. And it's like, we're already recovering. That's it's better than great. it was a second ago. Wow. And it's like, I can do that with other people, but with yourself. And again, I'm getting better at it with myself, but it's... It's fucking tricky because everything is counterintuitive with anxiety. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, you're amazing. <laughs> wow, um, I'm, sorry, I'm still blown away by that. Oh, but well, like, thank you. Well, call me if you ever have a problem. I well, that that's hard for me to do. Like to call. That's where like I'm. I'm who you were just now. I'm like you. Call me if you ever have have this again. But I cannot call people. When I'm having it. What do you think that is? I don't want to put it on anyone. See, that's back to your mother again. Right. Right? Yes. Is this what your therapist says? Yes. I mean, doesn't your therapist take you back into your childhood? Because that's all my therapist. I'll, be, I'll come in and be like hot and heavy with like, so-and-so said this, and I thought this, and like within... Ten seconds. We're talking about my fucking Aunt Betty and the Christmas of '91 or something. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? You know what I mean? You gotta like get back in there. Uh, we're we're like seven months in. Me and my therapist. So it's like you know we're taking it slow. Yeah. No, but um. So the baby's due in eight weeks. I, th- I think I think it's like she's slowly doing it bringing one into the other but it, for me it's like we cover like maybe three things hmm. and uh but yeah that's true the burden thing is a big one with me and I, I like being called out on it a lot so but you feel like a burden yes to everybody or just to certain people or to, to i think the more i like you the more i care about you the more i feel like one interesting yeah but yeah, like I wonder if- it, on social circles as well. Right. I wonder what that is. Is that, you think it's like your mother, you felt like a burden to her? 
No, I, well, my mom never wanted anyone to like, she took, she like, if we tried to help her up, no, I got it. Right, right. She didn't want to be one. But in a way, then she's kind of rejecting you. True. Do you ever feel that? Does your therapist mm. ever say that? Is that too harsh? No. Like it's you're trying to offer yourself to her, and right. she's rejecting it. So it's in a weird. It's a weird, almost like a rejection. Oh, I guess so. Is that something your therapist has said? No. Am I better than your therapist? <laughs> you might be. That's what that feels right. But maybe I'm off. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> no. Yeah. But that feels like to me that makes sense. Like you feel like a burden. You're trying to help, and she's like, "Get away from me, you fucking idiot!" Not that she's calling you an idiot. No. She's obviously very <laughs> sweet. <laughs> And again, I have no, uh, I didn't go to college for even a second. <laughs> I mean, she does say fuck a lot, but she never called me an idiot. Which is nice, by the way, because changing topics for a moment, because I feel like you're uncomfortable now. But No, I'm not. I'm um, not. I was always afraid that your mother hated me, because your dad is so gregarious and outgoing and laughing. And then I would yeah. do my act, and I thought your mother was like, this is who my son likes. He's hanging out with this piece of oh, shit. Oh, no, she likes you. Because I'm up there being like, you ever fuck your wife in the ass on a Tuesday? And then I love that bit, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and uh, your mother's just looking at me like, God damn it, I hate this guy. Well, she, can't, she doesn't have a wife. She can't relate. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but then I find out that she does laugh and she swears and she's irreverent and she hits me oh, with yeah. a cane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your parents like me, right? My parents love you. Your dad's the best. My dad is a huge comedy fan. Yeah. Comes, loves you, comes to all of the shows. He'd come see you even if I wasn't there. See, this is interesting. Yeah, I think he has before. Yeah. This is interesting because we're similar with our anxiety and whatever, but your your parents are like, I'm not that my parents aren't great people because you've met my parents. They're yeah, very I nice. love your They're parents. supportive. But your parents seem like so um, involved and sweet and fun and your dad shows you comedy and takes you to the thing. And yeah. I mean, you got some great parents. I, I'm very, I'm very lucky. But don't you also feel like, God, why am I so fucked up if my parents are so great? Yes, um, I don't know the answer to it, but I, I, that's why I think anxiety. They, I bet you they, they don't know what anxiety is. I know they both have it, but they've never referred to the, them having anxiety or anything. Well, they're from that different generation, I right? Think. So I think they have it, and that's why I do. Um, but learn, uh, learn behavior, learn behavior, maybe, um, or genetics. I don't know, but uh, so I don't know why I'm like this. I wish I knew. <laughs> but you're also a very uh, a sweet boy. It seems to me like you're worried, but it always it feels like, and maybe this is frustrating too, because I get this too. Because people are like, ah, oh, he's great, he's fun, but meanwhile I'm losing my fucking mind. But you have this appearance of just whistling Dixie up the street and going like, -doo -doo -doo. I'm doing yes. comedy and I'm fun and everything's hilarious. I because you laugh more than anyone I've ever met in my life. I yeah, that that makes me feel good. I like I love. I love laughing. I love making people laugh. Um, but you know, I'm like on the on the road or when I'm if I'm alone, I've no I'm getting way better at it since I started meditating. But if I am alone, I'm just a spiraling and it's nonstop and I'm going straight down. Yeah, same same here. And I actually reached out to you about it cuz and you've given me a lot of help. It's just like I don't know what to do with myself when I'm by myself. Oh, yeah. What did I say? Was I helpful? I say the Marin thing. I yeah, remember. and that was great. His, it's like, uh, Mark Marin's... Uh, 2014. His 2014... What was it? Uh, uh, State of the Industry Address. No, it wasn't the State of the Industry. That's oh. Uh, oh, that's, that's Kindler's thing. Uh, it was the keynote. Keynote. But it wasn't 2014, was it? I no, because I was drinking. Thought... It was 2012, I think. Oh, okay. 
It was whenever Geraldo died. It was the year before I went. I think it was 2012. Okay. Or 2011, maybe. Maybe. Jesus. I, I think it was 2011. Okay. It was I, a long time ago. It was right when the, the podcast had bur- broken open. But he gave the keynote speech at one of those. I think it's 2011, because I believe it was the year before I went and did New Faces. Pretty nice. sure it's 2011. Okay. But he gave a great speech, and it's on YouTube or Vimeo or something like that. But it's a great speech if you're a comic listening to this, because he talks about the isolation of being on the road and how hard it is and anxiety and stress and all right. that great shit. He kind of addresses Geraldo dying and... Um, What's his toes? Who's just the fucking plowing forward? Really? Yeah, it's pretty amazing and doing your own thing and yada yada. It's a great um, speech, and uh, I'm currently ripping off his podcast, so <laughs> I'll give a nice shout out to the guy. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm glad I was helpful. But reach out anytime. That's the nice thing about comedy. The isolation in comedy is to think we've all we're all going through this. Well, That's that, like the sweet part about it. That was the biggest relief, as you telling me that. I keep taking a sip because I thought you were going to talk. And oh, then you no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. Oh, uh, jeez. Like, I feel like I... No. This is, see, this is my anxiety also. I have Twitter in my head at all times. So people will be like, ah. you don't even let Steve talk. <laughs> Steve barely spoke. Joe's just talking. <laughs> but then you give me these short answers like fucking... Uh, no, I'll give... I'll give like, like Pesci and I'll, Raging Bull. I, I, I worry that I go on a ramble and it's going to be uninteresting. But I guess so. We're just both worrying this whole time. Certainly. <laughs> um, that speech meant a lot to me also to reach out to you and for you to care meant a lot i know I, now we're i'm we're i'm learning we're friends but it's like you know what i mean it's a thing that with me now why do you feel like nobody cares about you i feel like i uh well that's well, this is a big one this is a, <laughs> you just hit a boy you hit gold it, uh, there we go that's what i want some oh gold in this i don't think uh i'm always uh, think think no one and no one's shown me any reason to think this. I don't think anyone respects what I do or thinks I, I think I'm good. And then, so if I think, like, the people I respect, I think it, I won't ever get theirs. You feel unworthy of love. Yes, yes. That's sad. Especially with comedy. That's very sad, Steve. It is very sad. I have the same uh, affliction. Yeah. I feel the same way all the time. Right. I have it even with my own... Wife, I have this thing of like, well, eventually she'll leave me. I got to be just annoying. She stays. I have it with Caitlin too. Yeah, my therapist has to be like, she's committed her life to you. Right, and then he'll be like, go sit when you meditate. He's like, stop doing this. Breathe. Focus on your breath. Focus on how much your wife loves you. So that's what I did this weekend. I would meditate just sitting there thinking that my wife loves me. Wow. And it really worked. It was helpful. Yeah. You should try. I want you to meditate thinking about how much I love you. Wow. <laughs> and, um, oh, man. Yeah, just for a couple seconds, though. Not for, <laughs> not for like a half hour or anything. Uh, incoming. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, it's it's hard. You feel like you're not worthy of love. You feel like an idiot. Or I go to a... I go to a yeah, uh, comics hang, and I'm like, man, all these people are rock stars, and I'm the groupie, or stuff like that. <laughs> That's really sad and beautiful. It's like sounds like a painting, yeah, or a poem. <laughs> Everyone's Something. in kiss makeup, and I'm just sitting there. Yeah, blowing us. Um, but that's what's funny too, because I'm like, to you, we're like successful, but really, we're just nothing. I, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I shouldn't say we're nothing. See, there's my self-esteem, yeah. but not nothing. But you know. I'm freaking, uh, you get shout out from Norm MacDonald the other day. Yeah, that was exciting. Uh, but even that, that's another funny thing. So similarly, my therapist, this is the same thing. We sat there and he's like, how does that feel? And I was like, I guess good. And he's like, what's this guessing? 
Why are you guessing? How does it feel that Norm Macdonald and Louis C.K. are talking about you being a great comic? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. And he said, well, think about it. And I have a problem where like stuff doesn't get through. I, have the I same. understand. Yeah. I understand intellectually that that is meaningful. Right. But I don't feel it emotionally. That stuff scares the hell out of me because I feel the same way. It's bizarre, right? It's like, I don't know. And he's like, sit. My therapist is like, sit there, close your eyes, sit there, think about what it means. Ooh. And then I'm like, I can't. I don't, I'm trying. I can't. It doesn't. But like, look at that. That's what I have with, <laughs> that's what I have with you. That's why I thank you for hanging out with me. I can't believe that you are my friend or that I opened for Brian Regan. Well, no one believes that. That's it's, true. It doesn't it's, make sense. It's actually not true at all. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just that'd be really funny if you've never met Brian Regan. <laughs> You're like, what? I just pay him to tweet that I'm with him. Um, but it's, it's, uh, my therapist has done that too. She's like, I'm like, uh, I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I haven't, I have nothing going on. And she's like, you continuously travel with everyone's favorite person. Right. He thinks you're good and wants you there. Right. And see, I don't feel it. See, that's the thing. Interestingly, I understand that they like, so it's a little bit different where I'm like, I understand that these people like me and think that I'm good. Yeah. It just doesn't move me emotionally. I'm excited about it. I understand mm. that it's cool. I don't, I'm not insecure. I'm not like Louis doesn't actually like me or Norm doesn't actually think I'm mm. funny. I just think, oh, that's great, but whatever. And possibly because what I really want is that approval and feeling from my parents. Mm. And there's no replacing it, even if it is a fucking legend or the best comic or whoever. Right. That it's like, that's great that Norm thinks I'm hilarious, but my dad doesn't say that. Uh. And so, but... I don't know if you have that, but your parents are very um, open about how much they love you. And I don't want to make it sound like my parents aren't supportive. They no, come yeah. to the shows well, when I'm, and they laugh. When I met your parents, they said how much they love your stuff. Yeah, they say it to other people. I, I, I guess it's easier to say it to other people. But now I'm getting it secondhand. I'm like, okay, my parents love me. They told Steve they do. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I, I've noticed that. I've, I fight. I think it's a way easier to say... I could tell you, like, I could go off about how much I love Caitlin to you because it's easier because she's not, I don't have to watch her get uncomfortable me, when me saying it straight to her face. Right. But I fight that and I do it to the person. That's good. And I I force myself to do it to the person. Now it's easy. You should say that to her. I don't care if you're uncomfortable. You need to hear this and I need to say it. I love so saying yeah, it. Yeah, I love assert. Joe List so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell Caitlin how much you love me. Yeah. Does Caitlin um, like me? I'm always afraid she Kate, hates no, me. No, Caitlin likes you. Great. <laughs> I'm always nervous. All the women hate me. Oh, because man. of the aforementioned Louie. That's how I walk around. I'm just like, that woman hates me. This woman well, hates me. I, yeah, I can see that. Oh, what are you saying? You're, you know this? Is this true? No, no. Uh, no, oh, no one hates you, but I can see where yours is scarier. Ah, I see. Yeah, that's harder. That's a harder. Yeah, that's a whole other bag of yeah. dildos. <laughs> Good thing you didn't say bag of dicks. <laughs> um, that's his bit uh, and his thing. Um, that doesn't even make sense. Right? No. Yeah. Um, so how are we gonna? We got to figure this out here. We got to start accepting love. Well, I mean, I accept. I guess I think I accept. I'm saying traditional love, love when I say I accept love. But no, it's not true either. Like. Kay, like Kaylin's head in the past had to be like, you need to stop worrying. If 
I, if I didn't want to be with you, I wouldn't be with you. Right. That's the thing that it's hard to convince yourself of. Also, I've had it with like past relationships where people told me they love me and then they left abruptly and then that was it. Right. So it's not, to me, I'm like, well, it's not unprecedented yeah. for somebody to be like, I love you so much and then go and fuck Troy. Yeah. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. How can I trust any of this? <laughs> my exes did Troy too. Oh, really? No. Troy, I just made up. I don't know. My, no, I don't know who my ex is fucking. But the, <laughs> oh, yours, I say yours is a bit. Yeah. Um, Troy's bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's got a horse. Hell of Troy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, horse cock. Um, <laughs> but so it's not like you're like people have left before, but you have to acknowledge like they're like, well, they're there. They're with you. Right. But I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe they're not confident enough to fucking leave me. Yeah. They, I just assume instead of assuming I'd rather assume someone hates themselves so much. They're with someone they hate instead of assuming they are with me because they love me. Yeah. I. I, I don't know. It's like, uh, under how can you underestimate yourself like that? Why do we do that? Because it's like, she clearly does. She's here. Yes. She, She's here right now. She's under the couch. <laughs> come on out. I didn't want her around while we were recording. <laughs> she chooses to come home every day. Yes. She... Well, like, Caitlin will be like, hey, is it cool if I come and cry, if we crash at your place? Oh, so you're choosing to come and stay at my place with me. Right. And yet I, I still sometimes worry that I'm not enough. Yeah. But that's us projecting ourselves onto them. So that means that we don't think ourselves. Is right. Enough. We put our thoughts into other people's heads. Yep. We're creating their thoughts instead of just our own thoughts. Right. And even our own thoughts wow. are not reality. That's you just solved a huge issue for me. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> That's some wisdom. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all about the wisdom. Well, because I go to into a club, and I'm like, nobody here thinks I'm funny. Yes. And they never will. And that's just me saying, I don't think I'll ever, ever be funny. My therapist would say, so what? So what if they don't? Accept your worst fear. All right, maybe no one here thinks you're funny. Oh. First of all, then the crowd's laughing, so they think you're funny. Right, right. <laughs> oh, sorry. This green tea went right in my ass. Um, so they think you're funny. And then you have to just think, what, well, if your peers don't think you're funny, so what? You are funny. Where's right. your own understanding that you're funny? Where's the self-satisfaction? Mm. That's I what I, I mean. I struggle with this. Yeah. Also, I'm not. I'm not saying it because I have the same feeling. Right. Where I'm like, maybe they don't, but like, do you think you're funny? I I mean, I. I don't know. I make myself laugh when I write. Yeah. Bits and stuff. Well, what do you mean you don't know? Do you think you're funny? Yeah. There yeah. you go. Uh, there you go, Steve. You think you're funny. <laughs> Yesterday, I said something about me being funny, and a friend went and looked at me like. I just had a like a tarantula fly out of my mouth, and I'm like, "What? Why are you looking at me like that?" He's like, "I've never seen you compliment yourself." Oh, there you go. That's good. You're growing, Steve. Wow, you're a grower, not a shower. That, well, I mean, ever since you hit on me. <laughs> well, you have a huge cock too, isn't that true? That's the word on the street. That's the rumor that I thought I started, but then it ends up it's kind of true. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you don't even have confidence in your own. Cock. All right, it's it's we're doing good. It's a sizable cock. It's a, it's a redwood. All right, well, redwood. Jesus, <laughs> I got a black bear over people, here. People, people, uh, people put tunnels in it so cars can drive through. <laughs> Sorry. So you think you're funny? Is what you're saying? Damn it! <laughs> Not anymore. I went right back. 
Um, back in my mouth. I want to know about why you say damn it after something is funny. I'll make a joke and you say you laugh and say damn it. What uh, is the, what is the origin story of that? That's like me enjoying it. Like damn, that was fun. Oh, so it's like damn. Well, I clearly can't like, pull that off. It's like that, but it's damn it. It's like it's white. white. <laughs> it's the white version of damn. Yeah. All right. I I say when I I enjoy something like if it's, it's a joke that really got me and I really had fun. Ah, uh, damn it. Okay. I don't know why, because when you analyze it, that's like anti what. Is it damn it? Like ah, oh, I wish I had come up with that, or damn that was good. That was fun. Just... Damn that was good. All right. Yeah. Interesting. And I do it a lot when I'm around you, and so there you go. Yeah, it's that's what made me like you initially, because you have what I need in my life. Is you're just laughing at everything I say. I w- <laughs> That's why I'm like, yes, this guy. I remember the green room in Buffalo. Yep. Just killing. I was like, oh I am my God. killing when in you this did green the, room right now. When you would pretend to play golf or do the drums. Oh, yeah, that was I weird. I love that. Because that wasn't even me being funny. That was just like my nervous energy where oh. I'm always doing sports in the but back. Look at, from my perspective, this guy, I have nervous energy all the time. Right. But you found a way to have fun with it. You're having, I mean, it looks to me. I guess. This guy's having fun. I guess. Oh, that's sweet that it comes off that way. And the, I guess I am having fun. Yeah. So this is the I thing. I want to have fun. I can't even connect to when I'm having fun. That's how fucked up that's I am. That's terrifying to me. I don't even realize I'm having fun. And like you're like to you, I'm like, oh, this guy's having fun. He's pretending to swing golf clubs. Me, I'm just trying not to have a panic attack, so I'm pretending to swing a golf club. But right. really, it's, that is fun. You're laughing. I'm smiling. I'm making you laugh. It is yeah. fun. But I have trouble even connecting to that. Well, Even when I'm at like a a ball game, I went to the Iowa State football game yesterday. I'm sitting there being like, I have to check in and be like, "You're having fun. You're enjoying this." Yeah, it's embarrassing. I can't even connect to. But we're our thoughts are going a million miles. You know, I'm I'm going so fast I can't speak. But out there in the spotlight, you're <laughs> a million miles away. <laughs> so like, what, what song? Oh, I I don't know this one. That's classic rock. I know, Every but- ounce of energy you try to give away oh, as the sweat pours out your body. Oh, now I know. <laughs> I don't know. Who is this? Are you serious? I'm serious. I don't know. That. Let's turn the page. Bob Seger. I was going to say turn the page. Oh, my God. Oh, this my is God. I was like, if you did one more, I feel like that's turn the page. That's the big sax. Oh, I thought that was a guitar. No, that was the sax. Oh, Out man. there in the spotlight, you're... We gotta get back to the show. Anal sax. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Alto, by the way, the saxophone player's name is Alto. He's like, give it going for Alto, whatever. And I was like, a sax player named Alto, and it's a nickname. Oh. I was just like, that's crazy. I just then, I almost did that just now. I was with Louis. He's <laughs> like, insane. yeah, it's obviously just not his name. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, still, it's something... <laughs> Keep it, keep it going for Ivories, the piano player. Um, <laughs> keep it going for Drumstick, the bass player. <laughs> um, I did a twist at the end. <laughs> Wait, what were you going to say? You were going to say something good, and then I just did a Bob Seger but thing you that annoyed t- like, There's so many people that, like me, I mean, I already used me as an example, but think about all the times you've been in a green room with someone that's a nervous wreck, and it's like, like I said earlier, it's draining it's to, some, to some people. Right. Someone going through a lot, I mean, it's, not to be not empathize with it, but it takes a lot out of you. You took you take your anxiety and and make it an activity. You're now air guitar. This this guy this headliner is air guitaring in the green room, 
and we're doing and it's like it took me to a place of oh yeah we're doing comedy oh fun well that's good that's what I take it from. See, that bummed me out because then I just thought, oh, God, I'm so draining to my wife. My wife hates I don't, me. I, that's wrong. Uh, I think sometimes it's right, but we're working through it. She's okay. I don't think she hates you. No, she loves me. Of course, she's here. Yeah. In the other room. <laughs> yeah. Locked up in there. Um, no, but it is a lot. And it is like a burden-y I'm, thing that, I'm talking about in that situation where we're about to perform well i try to convey a lot of my anxiety as fun and i talked about this i think with renan or diego or somebody but what happens is people don't realize how much i'm suffering because i'm making it seem like i'm having fun and i'm being silly well that's that's true people don't realize i'm like oh no i'm actually losing my mind it's just my nature to be silly and funny yeah i never knew that until now that you that was your way of Getting rid of anxiety. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just like you have... I think that's almost like everybody, though. Right before you perform, you have that... It's not even nerves. It's just like you're about to be in fucking high gear on stage. And I think that's something people don't understand. Like, when you're on stage, it's like... I mean, the duck in water is like sort of like the best analogy where like they're kicking so hard and oh, but it looks like they're just yes. floating across. Like if yes. you look at a duck from the water, you're just like, Oh, the duck is just floating. Yeah. But you look underneath the duck is like, yeah. like it's like <laughs> frantically. I mean, that's comedy in a nutshell, that's basically all I'm doing. in yeah. a duck shell. Um, <laughs> nothing. Did you say a duck shell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I didn't, um, I wasn't sure. Uh, that's a feather in my cap. But, um, <laughs> oh, you quacked me up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun we just had. Oh, man. I'm such a duckhead. But he, <laughs> that was dumb. Uh, yeah. You should shut the duck up. <laughs> <laughs> Quack you. Um, but. Any jizz. What the hell was I going to say? We're talking uh, about the duck in the water. The, the kicking. Oh, yeah. People don't realize that. It's like you're on like this high intensity brain frequency when you're performing because every yeah. you got, you're trying to think of the next joke and then three jokes from then and then how much time you've done and then this person's heckling, that person's not looking. So it's like you forget. Like you come off stage, you're like fucking exhausted. And then a meet and greet to me is like even worse because. Right, right, right. Not worse, but. You're working even on a higher you, gear because you you're have, trying to you, think you, of something to say that's not even written. Right. You have you have you have come down for maybe two minutes and had to go straight. Yeah. Shoot straight back up. Into now a social situation. With, yeah, with no time limit. No time limit and no nothing scripted either. Right. Which right. like a million times I've been like, have a have a great fun or whatever like that. Like the Regan <laughs> yeah. thing where you're like, no, that didn't yeah. even make sense. I combined four things. Yeah. I'm like, thanks for coming on my tits or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't, it's something, something wacky. But I will say the performing has helped me through anxiety the most because like this past year, I was so down. I was like so down. The stand up would be my highest part of the day. Interesting. And it would it'd be like, oh, thank God I'm doing this. But isn't that that's not always the case for you? Because I feel like that's always it for me. When I'm when I'm performing, I'm like, all right, great. Now I'm on stage. I know how to what to do at least. I think before it was like that, but late like the past year I I had a lot of, of mood swings and just I don't think I have depression, but depressing uh ruts. And uh, so it was cl- clear because it was so far down. The up was so obvious. With right, right. But now I'm more at a baseline where I feel better. Well, that's good. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. Just to, like that base feeling of goodness of like you have 
situations that are bad. You have to go to the dentist or right. your mom is sick or you have a cold yeah. to like, oh, I booked a TV show to whatever. I got a thousand dollar gig. But like the baselines, those are just little spikes. And then you come back to that yeah. level of like my, yeah. my good level is above water. Right. Instead of I'm right. just fucking drowning all day. And occasionally I stick my head out and go, huh? that's <gasps> like, yeah, that's what I was going through for a while. And and uh, and that's where I like when you can rise the the baseline. Yeah, I was going through that for 37 years, but um, <laughs> still am. But well, that it's almost it sounds like romantic and, and neat. This idea of like, I'm happiest when I'm on stage. Right. But it's true for me. And it's also quite sad. Where it's like right. even like on the couch with my wife watching a movie, in some ways I'm less comfortable than I am on stage because mm. watching the movie I'm like I should be writing right now or maybe I should oh. tweet. I wonder what the other guys are. See, doing. I live for that. I live for the the couch and the TV. I love the couch and the TV. Like the the Patriots game was just on earlier. That that freaks me out. That's like good anxiety where I'm like, come on, you're fine. yeah. And then I had the moment of like, if they lose, who gives a shit? Because they've won six Super Bowls. But <laughs> um. But I do, I do start having it creep in of like, what should I be doing? I should be doing something else. What's tomorrow going to look like? All that business. Whereas on stage, usually, oh, you're sometimes doing I'm it. still having that. But for the most part, I can, at least I'm doing it less, I guess. See, when I'm with Kate on the couch, I am, that's heaven for me. Because, that's sweet. Because like, yeah, I mean, just I'm gonna tell her to tune in just to that part and then yeah. turn it off. Uh, um, <laughs> tune in <laughs> from the fucking forties. She's in the car radio. This is Orson Welles coming to you live. Because <laughs> um, like she's a har- the hardest one of the hardest workers I know, and I'm having a relationship with her, so I don't want if I can turn turn it off the the uh, I should be writing. I want I want to be with someone who's also got that off right now. Right. And if I can find a moment where we're both like that, that's peace. See, for me, I mean that's that's beautiful and nice. For me, I need to go away for that because mm. anything even close to here connects me to that. Like right. Sarah and I went to Wales and we went to Paris, but like in Wales specifically like that's when I'm like totally off. Like I'm not even looking at social media. Yeah. Not I'm not looking at I'm looking at it a little bit here and there, whatever, checking emails. But for the most part, I'm like, I can let go because I'm like, I shouldn't be right. I shouldn't be doing anything. I'm on vacation. I'm here. We're in the woods. We're hiking. I'm right. connected to earth and to her. And it's six days and it cost me $9,000 in 25 hours yeah. of traveling. Yeah. But I have moments. Um, you know, oh, I have a quote on my fridge. Hold on. You talk Ooh, for a second. Okay. Uh, I, I, all right. I just started meditating and, uh, I, you know, it's where you sit and you're, uh, you're already back. So thank I'm God. Back. That was awful. <laughs> um, the quote, it's a Yates quote. It said being Irish, he had an abiding sense of tragedy, which sustained him through temporary periods of joy. Whoa. That's, a, that's, a, that's how I feel about my life oh my where there's like God. these brief moments of like, this is incredible. And yeah. then I'm like, what am I doing? I got to get back to fucking being depressed and anxious, <laughs> um, which I don't think has anything to do with being Irish necessarily, but maybe it is. Well, um, we, for some reason as Irishmen or Irish people, we like to identify with the miserableness. Yeah. That's and, our thing. And the drinking, but you're not a drunk. You're not a big booze guy. I, uh, I've cut back severely to the, I'll have it with where I, I treat booze now where it's, I'm like, 
is this a moment where I want to be like, this is a celebration. Right, it's only, right. What's a celebration to me? Right. And that's when maybe I can have a beer or two. Let's or get so. fucked up after this pod. Right. This is a, so I'm celebrating right now. Um, celebrating. But you were never like a fucking wild drunk, Well, that's true. Right? I would never, I, what I would find out as I black out and reveal to everyone how much I hate myself. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't picture you in a black. I've never seen you drunk, I don't think, or drinking, but I don't drink. So maybe people just don't drink because they're with me. Well, that's I, but like I don't like to drink on the road because I'm already alone, you right. know. So it's not helpful, right? Uh, and also, like if you're not drinking and we're having fun, why why do I need to drink? Right. So I don't want, ever want to use it as a means to improve the situation. Right. That's all I ever did. <laughs> that's all I was doing at all times. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good that you don't have that gene. No, I I don't. You I'm don't have very... jeans at all. You're wearing brown slacks. That's right. Um, <laughs> they didn't start brown. Hello, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what was that meditation thing? I just oh yeah. What? So what? Tell me, you're doing TM, but you can't talk about because Renan. I had Renan as a guest. Yes, and he talked a little bit about it. He said I think more than you're supposed to say. Probably. Yeah, but uh, he told me his mantra and yours. So. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, you, but you're loving it. You're doing TM. I love, and you love it. it. I love it so That's much. Great. So your mom's got MS and you got TM. <laughs> What's your dad got? <laughs> AIDS. <laughs> Would have made sense to say HIV because <laughs> it wasn't letters. No, I like it. Don't um, you dare change it. I, I won't change it. Oh man, I never change anything. I've been wearing these pants. I got the first stage of TM. Uh, <laughs> Okay. What? <laughs> it was called back to the MS. Oh, right, right. Yeah. You got the good TM. Yeah, I've got the good TM. Um, so, but you're loving it? You, have you noticed a significant change? Huge, huge change. Huge. All yeah. Right. Another word for significant. Sorry. I My grammar's gone down. My vocab's <laughs> severely. It's like Trump. It's a huge change. <laughs> yeah, it's the best change you're in the world. Be, you're going to be tired of changing. <laughs> um, all right. So, you're loving it. You do 20 minutes twice morning a day, and 20 minutes before you leave the house. Uh, I do 20 minutes in the morning and then 20 minutes in the evening. Before that, you leave the house. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, what? Well, I'm just saying, before, that's what Renan said. He's like, before you leave the house, like in the evening, before you go out. Oh, no, no. Not so what do you do, it on the subway? Yeah, I'll do it on the subway. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'll do it wherever I can have 20 to 23 <laughs> minutes by myself. 23 and me. Um, <laughs> well, I've tried, I've, I'll meditate a little bit on the subway, but it's hard. Like every time the doors open, I do open my eyes uh, to look around because you got to be aware of who's coming on the train. Well, that's, be why careful. I, that's why I try not to do it on the train. Yes. Because of that. But I, I'm a, I, I don't know. I'm trying to find a word for it, but I won't open my eyes on the train. That's why I try not to do it. Yeah. Well, you, but you should like there, there's a there's a thing where you're like you want to meditate and be mindful or whatever but so yeah. i try to do that on the subway but when the train opens i think it's important and maybe this is my anxiety but i think it's more my wisdom yeah is like to be aware of who's on the train because if you have your eye, if the train stops the doors open doors close and you just have your eyes closed i mean you, there could be a fucking psychopath that got on you want to be true. aware of people in new york city we're still living in a real society here that's a great point I Thank just you. you just gave me a lot of wisdom because I didn't even think about this. <laughs> but also, I've only done it when the train is packed and I'm sitting. Uh, packed isn't as bad. So then, if I can, if it's the only time I'm okay with someone being smushed against me. I'm like, 
well, this person isn't reacting, so I can keep meditating. Yeah, I don't mind a smush. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just want to be aware, but I do try to, I do meditate a little bit on the train and uh, I'll do it because I use the Calm app, which I love, which is like a 10 minute thing. And then I do a lot of my own solo meditating. Right. And I'll do like mindful meditation where I just keep coming back to my breath. And then sometimes I've been meditating on like a, a subject or a feeling or emotion. Ooh, trying I want to I wanna know about this. Well, just doing that, just going, how do I feel? Because I have such a hard time identifying with my actual feelings. feelings. So it's like sitting there and be like, what am I feeling in this moment? Or I'll think about whatever, an event or a show or my wife's love for me or right. whatever it is and sit and, and sit with it, sit with the feeling. And then you can feel yourself getting uncomfortable. You start opening your eyes or you start moving and you're like, oh, there's discomfort. I'm feeling discomfort. That's why I'm opening my, I'm trying to put an end to this. Wow. And you have to like go back into it and be like, no, let me sit here with this because I never have. And that's where anxiety comes from. Right. It's just from never being with these feelings or emotions. It's basically running from it. And then you attach it to something else like a tooth or a fucking stubbed toe yeah. or whatever it is or a show Man. or a reflux. Right. When in reality, it's, I feel unsafe or unloved or unprotected. Wow. Holy hell. There's your wisdom, Steve. Holy crap. <laughs> My pants just got browner. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> Hypercolor. And, and a little whiter. <laughs> ventilate. Um, Man. How do you feel? Is that something? That's something. All right. Take that and I stick love, it in your ass. I love that. Well, let's we'll work on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that that is great. Because I haven't been proud of things, so I feel like if I meditate on something I'm proud of, maybe it'll That's what you should do. enjoy the the thing well that's what i'm working on too my therapist keeps saying like you got to connect to these things that you've done you're opening for regan you move to new york i'll say this sometimes to my therapist i'm like you're right i can do it and he's like no no you are doing it there's no you can do it wow you're actively doing it. you've already done it and you've always been doing it like and i've I try. i've been this is what i've been trying to meditate on is like i created all that material after the show it's like i just did 45 minutes of jokes made strangers laugh for 45 minutes with material that I created. It didn't exist before, man. Cause I, you know, we hate ourselves. I just hate myself. I think I suck. And you just go, well, you did that. You've created that. Wow. And you've created this life. Like I have this apartment. This all came from this things that amazing. I did. Yeah. I did it. It's a lovely home. Yeah. It's a lovely evening together. <laughs> um, that's a Seinfeld reference. Um, but yeah, you bought these clothes. Well, I assume Caitlin bought them for you, but you've she got someone them. to love you <laughs> and then buy you these clothes. And uh, you're doing it. You're really doing it. You're making wow. a living doing comedy in New York City. Yeah, I lose that a lot. I forget about that all the time. It's pretty fucking amazing. And there's nothing, you for sure, there's nothing you'd rather be doing. No, no nothing. No, you're a comedy nerd. Yeah. So uh, you did it. And we just did it. We just talked for an hour. And it hey, was and uh, it didn't, no meaningful bleeps. and insightful. This was amazing. It was pretty fun, right? Did you get uh, some wisdom? Yeah, I didn't want it to end, in all honesty. Well, it, it has to end. I mean, that's the impermanence of life, which is more wisdom for you. Oh, it's wow. all going to end. Everyone yeah. everyone we have ever met, known, or loved is going to die. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, some of them sooner than later would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to name names here. But, um, I just pictured you looking at my obituary, finally. You got them. <laughs> and then I take that jacket and throw it in the trash. Um, Keep the pants. Well, that's Steve Rogers. Anything, any, any parting gifts? You want to give him a parting quote or some knowledge or some wisdom? You want to drop some acid? Um, I recently heard, uh, I was listening to something, in the, and it was about how Coaches always say to their players, get that last play out of your mind. 
Yes. And I always, I've been trying to uh, add that to my life lately. Get that last play out of your mind. Get the last whatever, and it's this is the most now it's ever been kind of thing. Interesting. Like like a bad set, you mean, or just in bad, general? Just bad set, bad handshake, bad conversation, right? Bad whatever. Just look in the that's in the past. It's now. past. Yeah, past is prologue. Yeah. Present is the present. What about you? Uh, I don't know. I had that whole thing right before. That I know that. there's thing. not there's no top on that one. Yeah, that one was a huge nugget. We're doing we're doing great. We're really doing it. Uh, we're, we're we have done it, and we're continuing to do it. Yes. So just oh, remember that. This feels so good. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. It's gonna be weird because this is what the weird thing with podcasting is. It's like sex. Then you have to turn this <laughs> off, and then we're just back to being like. All right. Well, what do you want to? I gotta. What if I you we take this to the door? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just say goodbye, and then you just leave. <laughs> um, no, it was great. Wait, not Steve Rogers. That's your. It's at handle. not Steve Rogers on Twitter and Instagram, and stevenrogerscomedy.com. Yeah. When's you? When are you doing an album? What's going on with the album? I was gonna talk to you about this. I'm recording uh, in 2020. Oh wow! In October of 2020. October of 2020. Because I don't believe in myself. And I That's wanted, 11 months from I now. I know. I want another year. So I what? I don't believe in myself. That's oh. fucking crazy. We'll talk more off air. All right, that's Steve Rogers, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you're a little wiser. And uh, I'll come up with, I should come up with like a big sign-off. Hopefully you're a little, little wiser, right? Does that sound like something? A little, yeah. Uh, a little We're wiz done. We're, oh, <laughs> Mindful Metal Jacket is hosted by comedian Joe List. Produced by Joe List. Edited by Matt Kleinschmidt. Executive producers Robert Kelly and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcasts.